So today is a Barbara and Friends episode, and I have to say I love these episodes because I invite a friend to join me. We dissect a topic that is top of the mind for us and probably something that you've been thinking about too. Welcome to the Marketing Home, Marketing You podcast, a show for busy multifamily and real estate professionals that want to kick butt in their careers without sacrificing their lives or their sanity. Week after week, Barbara Savona of Sprout Marketing brings you quality conversations with industry leaders, mini marketing workshops, and step-by-step guides on everything marketing, business, and career growth. So grab a cup of coffee and get ready for some outside-the-box ideas from the girl that lives inside the shipping container box. Also, my little sister, Marcy, I'm so happy to have you. Hey, friend, I'm happy to be here. So, Marcy, not only are we sisters and friends, but we also work together at Sprout Marketing. And I think people are probably curious, what do you do? So, I'm actually, I have a really fun job. Um, I'm the community manager of our private members-only Facebook group page, and I love it. I get to create content. I talk to our members daily. It's just a lot of fun. I know. Sometimes I'm like... Marcy has the best job at Sprout. You should be very jealous. I am. (laughs) So I'm glad you're here because I think you're the perfect person to talk to about this. We're talking about the topic of leaving work at work. And I have to say, yes, this is a podcast about marketing, about business growth, about developing in your career. But what I have found is that many times what we do outside of work is almost more important than what we're doing at work. Uh, when it comes to like our actual success and career growth, and people are going to be like, okay, what are you talking about? But we'll, we'll, we're going to dig into that. Yeah. So today we're actually going to share seven tips on how to leave work at work. And I think that the, t- the topic could never have been more timely than it is now. In any group that I'm in, whether I'm talking to clients, property managers, realtors, friends, everybody feels so pressed and so busy And the lines of work and home life feel blurred. And I just, I am talking to more and more people that are either on the verge of burnout or have been there and are like, something has to change. I get it. I feel, I feel like that at times too. It's like you're stretched in a million directions. I do. I have to. And I have, I can uh, definitely say that there are different like seasons or times in life where it almost feels like it's like the perfect storm. Home is maybe stressful. Work is extra stressful. And uh, you just, you know, you get into this motion of doing things and you, you start picking up habits like maybe bringing home or bringing home work that you really don't want to do. And so all of a sudden people find that it's the weekend or it's nighttime and they're like working at all hours of the day. The first thing they do is they pick up their phone to look at their email and it sets the day up for just a lot of stress. I agree. So it doesn't have to be that way. And today what we're doing is we're sharing seven of those tips like I mentioned And this podcast is not about overhaul. You and I have talked about that. We, like, Mm -hmm. hear that word, and it's, like, it's overwhelming. Right. It gives you anxiety immediately. Yeah, to overhaul feels hard. And so what we want to do is we want to make small changes, little things that we can implement, that we can improve, that over time will have a big impact. And I think that's exactly what these seven tips are. So should we dig in? Let's dig in. Okay, so I'll start with one. The first one is a phrase that I learned. It's a three-step process. Learn to unlearn to relearn. Wow, that's a mouthful. (laughs) I know. Okay, so what does it mean? Well, to learn, we first have to basically identify that we have a habit that we're not loving. And so that could be, again, bringing work home or just 
maybe being available at all times for work. So once we identify that, then we have to unlearn. If we've been doing this for years and years, maybe that's become a part of our identity. It's going to take some time to relearn and fill that bad habit up with something good, which would be proper boundaries. Right. So think about this. Anytime that you and I are talking about work or business or we're talking with one of our community managers and there's something that just isn't working, maybe it's a move-in process or maybe it's a marketing campaign, we always start by looking at the system and seeing where in the system is there like some sort of a rub or a friction or something. We don't always have to throw out the whole system, but it's like there's something that is causing that trouble. kink? Exactly. That's exactly how I was trying to think of that word. (laughs) And what we do then is we say, okay, if that system isn't working, how do we make it better? We don't always approach our goals systematically. And so Listen to this and tell me what you think, okay? I read this in a book. I've talked about it many times in Atomic Habits. James Clear says, you don't rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your system. That is powerful. Mic drop. Mm-hmm, definitely. <laughs> so let's dig into that a little bit more. If we're not reaching a goal, a lot of times we blame not being motivated or just, you know, feeling like a failure for it. But we don't look at the systems and we can ask, what is the life system that I've created or the work system that is causing it to be easy for me to continue to bring work home? That's causing it to be familiar to answer the phone when I shouldn't or respond to an email when it's way past the time. So we learn to unlearn to relearn. I love that one. And I think that one goes really well with the second one, which is setting constraints. Okay, so what what does that really mean, though? Well, when people think of constraints, they usually think of limits, but they think about it negatively. And I want us to think about constraints in a really good way. So Parkinson's law says that work is going to expand to fill the time available. And I don't know if you've ever had this happen. You have a project and you know you have eight hours to complete it. How long does it usually take you to complete that project? The full eight hours. Yeah, it's human nature. Mm -hmm. Now, let's say that your boss came in and said, Marcy, we had an owner's visit, and all of a sudden we need that reporting, and it needs to be done in the next two hours. What do you think you'd do? You hustle, and you get it done in two hours. Right, because work will expand to fill the time allotted. So a lot of times, now we've let work expand to fill out 24-7 of our day, and now it's just literally like there is no boundary, and work will continue. There'll always be another emergency another owner report, another one more email, and all of a sudden, without any constraints or boundaries or limitations, we find a life that we're really being pulled by other people's agendas or other people's whims. Right, there's no balance. Exactly. So when we set constraints and we set what we will and won't do, and sometimes constraints will come in constraints that we set for ourselves. So like one that I've done is not checking email before 8.30, and it's really difficult to do. But basically, after a while, it's become a no-brainer. It's like, hey, that's my rule for myself. Don't start your day that way. Right. I love that. And another one could be constraints that you set with other people. So it may be a conversation that you have to have with your boss that says, you know, let me know the expectation here. You may have a boss that just likes to send email in the evening. That may be their preferred time to send email. They may have no... um, They may not be expecting that you return that email. You may be feeling that pressure. So by having that conversation with your boss and saying, for example, you know, I just want to, you know, talk about expectations. My work time, I'm here 100%. 
But when I go home, it's important to me to refuel, recharge, be there 100%. And I just want to know what is the expectation. I would prefer to look at this first thing in the morning with a fresh set of eyes. Do you think they'd respond well? That makes so much sense. And yes, I mean, then you're both on the same page. Yeah. And I think as a boss, even for me, if a team member came to me and said that, I would be like, yes, absolutely. I want them to be when they're at work. I want them to be present at work. But I know that, you know, people are not machines. So those constraints are huge. Right. I love that point. Hey y'all, I hate to interrupt this conversation with my sis. We're having such a great time, but I feel like I've got to talk to you guys about one way that is critical in finding that work-life balance. And it's finding the right partners to help you in your day-to-day. Now for us at Sprout, one of the biggest things that we try to do is to remember that we are here to help take marketing and retention off of your plate. And that's what the platform is there for. So when you become a Sprout member, you have access to done for you digital graphics, Captions like Madlib style so you can copy and paste them for your social media and just customize them a little bit to make them your own. Invites for your resident events, outreach marketing bundles and ideas, training for your staff, and literally so much more. So if you're struggling in this department, go to watchyourbusinesssprout.com, click join, and you can sign up to become a member. And guess what? Just because you're a podcast listener, If you use the code POD for podcast, POD85, you'll get $15 off your membership. Okay, enough time. Let's go back to talking with Marcy. So the next point is actually my personal favorite. And it's have a wrap-up ritual. Um, I feel like recently it's been kind of popular to have morning routines and rituals. Everybody and talks everybody about it. Everybody talks about it. There's podcasts about it. Anyway, I think that they're very important, but I also think that a lot of times people don't have that wrap-up ritual, really to kind of end the day and set it up for success for the following day. Yeah, you know what? That has been a game-changer for me. I was the kind of person that would work till the last second, leave everything in my desk chaotic, and run out the door, and, you know, transparency. There are still days like that, but I really work to make the majority of the time have a wrap-up ritual. And so for me, at the end of the day, what I've had to do is actually set an alarm in my phone about 30 minutes before I'm leaving the office to remind myself, okay, wrap up whatever email you're on, wrap up whatever project. It's about time to start your wrap-up ritual. That's so smart. And I think being okay to leave some things undone, you know, most people want, we get that, like, I don't know, I get that, like, oh, I I feel so good to mark something off my to-do list. One more thing, one more, but there's going to always be one more thing. I agree. I think that one's so important too, because I'm also, I'm like that checklist girl. I want to check everything off. And if not everything is checked off, I sometimes feel like a failure. So having that set up in my mind already, like, it's okay if these things are undone. Yeah, and I think what'll help with that is what the next point uh, is, kind of within this wrap-up ritual, is to outline your big three for the next day. So if you're daily focused on your top big three priorities for the day, as long as you knocked those guys off your list, you can leave and go home feeling like your most important work was done. And then you start the next day. Again, there's always going to be little things. Sometimes those things end up working themselves out or not being necessary. But if you're focused on your big three, you know, at the end of the day, as part of your wrap up ritual, I did those and then you're setting it up for, okay, now what is tomorrow's big three, right? And something that Lauren and I picked up at our Michael Hyatt retreat was the kiss. 
it's an analysis of basically they call it like an after action review. So you could do this daily or weekly. Um, I like it on a daily basis as a very quick exercise. So you look at your day and you say, what about this day do I want to keep doing? So maybe you had a really good uh, meeting, but because you had a great agenda. So you're like, I want to keep making sure that every meeting starts with an agenda. What do I want to improve? The I and KISS. And it might be something as simple as like, I want to improve um, the communication that I have with my team, whatever it is, but maybe something that created a little friction too. What do I want to start doing? And so for me, maybe something, maybe you had a day where you had meetings back to back and you say, I want to start leaving a little more margin in between meetings. So you know, hey, I'm not going to book stuff like that, that close together. And then what do you want to stop doing? Maybe I want to stop taking uh, phone calls before 9.15 or, you know, whatever it might be. That's lets you look at the day and really just kind of do a brain Uh, like a quick brain drain, an analysis of that day. And it helps, again, kind of course correct in that day before you get into a new day. Right. I actually like it that you said daily because you could end the day doing that, setting your up for the next day. Yeah. So you wrap up by, again, your big three, your kiss or after action review, kind of leave your workspace cleaned up and you give yourself just enough time for that wrap up ritual. And just like any ritual, you start making it as something that's sacred to you. And so you get in the habit of, hey, it might take you only 10 minutes to do the things we just said. It doesn't have to be 30 minutes or an hour. Again, a rapid ritual can be five minutes, but it just is about closing out the day. I love that. So the next point really kind of goes hand in hand with this one, and that's having a home life ritual. Yeah, you know, that one I, I think is so huge. I don't know how, um, you know, I, I don't have little ones, but I think about moms that are going from taking care of everyone at their community, they're managing a team, they're rushing in traffic to pick up kids, and they're immediately thrust into their next job. And without having a ritual in that in-between, it's really easy to feel overwhelmed. For sure. And I can attest to that because... I do have a little one. I have two little ones. Uh, I have Max, who's seven years old, and I have Maverick, who's 10 months old. And with Maverick, especially having routines with him, a nighttime routine, a wake-up routine, even our day has a routine. And if I don't stick to it, it feels like the day goes out the window and it's more stressful. But when we stick to that routine, it somehow seems like we have a better day in general. Yeah, and you're so right. Routines are just like those constraints. They feel like they're going to be limiting or restricting. They're actually freeing. For sure. And people sometimes get a little loosey-goosey, and this isn't supposed to be rigid, but one of the things with a home life ritual, it can start before you actually get home. Okay, how does that work? All right, so think about this. I'll relate it to my life. I'm going home, And I've been in the mode of making a million decisions and having a million people ask me questions. I might have had a bad day. I might have been stressed. I might have not been able to figure out a problem. And if I go straight into my next role, which is being a wife, um, I can still have that kind of mindset where I'm in that mode of making decisions, feeling frustrated, and I'm walking in with that kind of energy. My husband might have gotten home before me that day and is in a totally different mindset. And immediately it's, how was your day? What, let me tell you what's been going on. What do you think about this? I'm not hundred percent mentally switched from that role at work, that CEO or property manager or regional manager role. And my wife mode, that's not who I want to be when I get home. 
So one of the things that I've picked up is working on mastering the transitions in life. When you go from one role to the next role in your life, you're not two different people, but sometimes the energy you bring to them to me are a little bit different. So one thing, you know where I live, I live away. So I've got a little bit of time on my drive. And during that time, I, in the car, just kind of chill out a little bit. I ask myself like, hey, put on some music, no more podcasts, no more work stuff, because I need to get my brain in a different mode. So I put on fun music that's going to get me in a good mood. Sometimes I even park. There's a little parking lot as you go into my subdivision. And I just sit there for a minute and let myself decompress. And so that that little bit of time helps set me up for the next role or the next part of my day, which is an important part of my day. I love that. I feel like for me, the takeaway for me will be this because it's so true. The different roles that you lead and have to do, it's hard to switch them. So allowing that time to decompress, I love the idea of fun music, really will help. Yeah, you and I both, we love our, yes. our little music. And <laughs> just asking, like, how do I want to show up for this next part of my day or for the next, for the people? And then I also think sometimes changing clothes, like the physical act, I take, I mean, as soon as I can come home and put on stretchy pants. <laughs> You're out of your work clothes. I'm out of it. And I'm like in a different mindset. And sometimes even a different activity. I have a friend that shared with me that he was coming home. So this was a, from a male perspective. Again, executive level, was walking in the door. The, his wife had had the children all day and was just like, you know, ready for her break. And he said they could not figure out a way to like reduce that frustration. So what they started to do is as a family, he'd change. They'd all go outside and jump on the trampoline for five minutes. He said the physical act... And also saying, like, dad's home, playtime. And it was, like, this whole shift in how it went from being now a stressful thrust into this to something fun. I love that. I have a trampoline. You have one. I know. We could, you could come over and we could do that. I, I think even that, going for a walk, whatever it is, right? Right. Okay. So there's the home life ritual. I love those. So... Let's go on to our next point. Um, I think this one is a really important one, too, and it's identifying triggers for anxiety. So um, making it difficult to think about work. What does that what does that mean? Well, I think sometimes we've set it up again. It's back to those systems. If the system we've created allows people to reach us at all times, then we are going to be able to be reached. And even the most willpower that you have, like if you're seeing and hearing dings, you know, they're designed to get our attention. So physical with like things like email, could you remove notifications? Maybe asking, do I really need to respond? Or having a policy that these are my off hours. Now, I know for some of you that are listening, you're a property manager, maybe you're a maintenance supervisor, you may be on call. Now, that might be a little bit different. You can still set certain constraints, though, in the way that you respond. The same thing for social media. Uh, Is it better to leave that for another time of the day? Maybe um, in the evening might not be the best time if that's the time that you want to disconnect. For me, my social is mixed with work. So if I get too deep in social in the evenings, I'm thinking work. I'm not looking at social as a relaxation. So in a way, what I try to do is I do a lot more Pinterest in the evening, which I enjoy for like recipes. I try to do less on Instagram and Facebook, but let's be honest, it's still hard. It's so hard. I I totally agree, and I find myself doing the same thing, too. But whatever your trigger is, right? Right. So identify it. That's your kink in the system. Okay, that makes sense. All right, and the next one, I think we help each other really well with this one. Yes, I love this one. So finding an accountability partner, and it could be as simple as just saying, like, hey, Mars, I'm going to really try to disconnect and to maybe put my phone on Do Not Disturb or 
not check my email before 7 a.m. And I'm going to, you know, ask me about it next week. Right. I think that something that we've done in the past is like whatever our goal is, is that at the end of the week, we shoot each other a text and just say, hey, how did it go? What what ended up going well? What didn't? And it just helps you stay accountable. Yeah. The text is so great, right? Because you can, and now you can send each other audio messages. So if you don't have time to actually talk to your accountability partner, you could just say, hey, at the end of the day, let's shoot each other a, a voice memo that says how I did. And we can encourage each other. Because sometimes hearing somebody's voice is super encouraging. You've been doing that recently. I like it. I like it too. Yeah. Um, so that one's good. And then our last one, our seventh one, is the bonus one, which is to find a hobby. I find that when I have a hobby that I'm equally as interested in as I am with work, that I can disconnect. So to give you an example, I know a lot of us, we disconnect with watching TV but we can still be on our phones while we're watching TV. Right, I know. I find that all the time now. I'll be watching a movie and simultaneously on Instagram, and I don't get the movie all the way. It's not good. Right, but I have found that reading a book or cooking, which I like both, they force me to not be doing two things at once, and I completely get absorbed in them. So for me, that's mine. I don't know. Do you have something like that? I love Zoom. Well, you know. I love Zoom. I love to, to dance. So, shake it out. Yeah, shake it out. Um, and also, I've been doing a 30-minute workout a day, and it's like, I cannot be on my phone. I have to fully focus on what I'm doing, and I love it. I feel so much better after I do it, too. Yeah, so it's like, you're not thinking about work while you're Zooming. No. And so having something like that in your life is huge. And I think the last like piece of like nugget of advice is if you have a team that you're responsible for, even if your company culture is one of being connected 24-7, figure out ways that you can support each other. And so let's say that your company requires being connected more than you would like. Can you figure out as the manager how to help alleviate each other? So maybe one person takes that role on this day, but then you completely allow somebody else to disconnect on another day. I love that team like spirit and helping each other out. Absolutely. So should we just really quick go through the bullets again? Yeah, let's do it. All right. You get the first few. Okay. So remembering to learn, to unlearn, to relearn. That one again, a mouthful, but it's such a good point. We really want to, you know, set up those habits and the systems, yeah, right? Those systems, put them in place. Yeah. You want to do the next one? Yeah, let's me too. do the next one. So, and then we also want to make sure that we are setting constraints, not viewing those constraints as a negative, you know, that's always, it usually sounds like a negative word, but it's really creating those boundaries um, that are positive changes in your life. And don't break the promise to yourself. No, that's it's, such an important one. Because once you do it, it, you start doing it in a lot of other things as well. Yeah, those boundaries, I think those you try to make them hard and fast rules as much as possible. And then when you do break them, just get back on. Exactly. And then again, my favorite one was having that wrap-up ritual. Um, and, and just making sure that you have time at the end of the day to button up all of those things. And when you guys think about the next one, the home life ritual, master transitions. We do it all the time when we're going from talking to a client or a resident, and then all of a sudden now we're talking to a team member, and then we're going from that mode to being a mom or a dad or, you know, um, a wife, whatever that role is, or maybe some of you have aging parents and you're a caregiver, use your transitions to get your mind right and to think, who do I want to be? How do I want to show up in that next role of my life? Yep. I'm going to jump on the trampoline. I love it. <laughs> I'm going to come over. Okay. And then those triggers, if you know that they're causing you anxiety, whether it's social, email notifications, phone calls, figure out a way to fix the system. Right. Love that. 
hand. And then of course, my favorite too, because you know, we get to do this to for each other is having that accountability partner that has your same goals and then actually making sure you're you're making sure that they're accountable for their goals. So sending a text or an audio message at the end of the week to see how you did. And it's got to be somebody that's going to give you a little tough love if you don't stick to it. You're my person for that, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so if you guys need a, a person to be a little mean to you, I'm here. <laughs> and then the last one is to have a hobby. So cooking, Zumba. Zumba, shake your booty. Remember the one time we went to Zumba? Yes, that was a, that's for another podcast. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, so one of us has rhythm, and one of us you can, thinks yeah. they have rhythm. Yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of uh, enthusiasm to make up for the rhythm. You lot. make it fun. It's <laughs> yeah. so much fun. So, guys, we hope that this has given you a little bit of insight into how to leave work at work one small piece at a time. Until next time. Bye, friends. I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation that I had with my little sister and also our Sprout Marketing Facebook group manager, Marcy. So if you want to see these points listed out, go to Marketing Home, Marketing You, and check out this episode, episode number 11, for all of the steps, and it's step by step. And if you don't want to miss an episode, make sure that you hit subscribe, and we'd love it if you love it, and leave us a great review. See you next week.